you're listening to watercolor wash a podcast where we talk about paintings mostly about watercolors for self-taught artists and whoever loves paintings my name is vasu and we are together in this journey hello everyone uh, so this section i haven't recorded in the beginning and uh, I did record the podcast and I realized I should add this section a little bit uh, just to make sure that uh, this podcast, this episode especially, is very, very important. In the later part of the podcast, I, I guess like after five or six minutes, um, I have provided uh, one of the best explanation uh, to the composition. So I hope you you will enjoy that and you will, you will probably want to save this episode or like remember this episode for the later time uh, because you if you want to like revisit the concepts of composition a wholesome experience of composition what power it has and how to create that and i have uh, this is one of my longest podcast and um, i have uh, actually given it a thought that why uh, this podcast needed that much content and why i should speak uh, that much um is because i got uh, some confidence today uh, from one of the listeners uh, from new zealand and he he has been very nice to me very kind words and he also joined a uh, few of my classes on skillshare i hope he he does well um from my classes but do remember that this episode is actually very very important uh, so pardon the first 5 6 minutes that where i talk about um, where i thank my friend thank my listener and also i talk about my own journey uh, how i listen to a podcast and uh, what what are the things that i look into a podcast so that's uh, a few off topic things that i have discussed in the first few minutes and after that um, i have talked about how composition comes to us naturally and unknowingly as a child every child makes a great composition in the in the very beginning of his life and that is his family portrait and he does that uh, it doesn't matter whether it's accurate or not he does paint his family and uh, just, he does create a sketch of his family and puts on a you can see it in everybody's refrigerator and how uh, that composition matters why that composition matters then i went on to talk about what are the point of interest of left brain and right brain and uh, with very uh, clear examples uh, i uh, i will explain that after that we will see how to create these scenarios to create point of interest uh, for both the sides of the brain and eventually how to fit it in such a way that we move out of the main subject main story and so that we can create a painting which every square centimeter square inch is being seen by the audience so do make sure that you um, you favorite this episode at least in case in the future you want to understand the um, the concept again because we forget so many times especially when the medium is audio it it kind of flows sometimes it retains it and most of the time it it flows away so 
do uh, do remember this is a very important episode for me and especially for you thank you so much enjoy the enjoy the episode hello and welcome back to the podcast and before i start today's episode i want to say a big thank you to uh, one listener who got me very motivated today uh, by responding to the podcast and reaching out to me and saying thanks uh my friend nico frost uh from new zealand it's it's such a such a great feeling uh to hear from somebody and knowing that uh my work uh this podcast has improved a little bit uh, of uh of their painting and i i completely uh, i understand how it feels like um because i started uh watercolor on my own and uh, it was a lonely journey in the beginning i didn't take a lot of help and i i had very few podcast uh, related to watercolor which actually talked about the subject and that's why this is one of the major reasons i started this podcast not just to like uh, bring a lot of jargons and the things around the art but the things about the art the actually how we do it and same thing i try to do in my my paintings as well try and uh, teach in one class and the actual concept that i'm trying to convey through that that's a huge huge boost uh, to my confidence and and definitely it makes it helps me move forward uh, response like that definitely helps me move forward so so thank you so much nico and i really appreciate i hope i'm uh, speaking out your name correctly and if not please forgive me so uh, one of the things that i uh, actually thought about the about especially doing the podcast and as a listener what i feel about podcasts so for a long long time podcast was my white noise like you know like if i'm doing something i run it in the background and i captured some part of it because you know what happens your brain can provide some attention to certain things like i'm just mostly talking about your right uh, sorry left brain and it it tries to make sense of things and it can provide a certain amount of attention to a certain things so the anything that is happening in the background becomes a white noise and sometimes you listen to it and sometimes you don't so i used to skip a lot of things on my podcast and then recently i went into my uh, fitness journey so i i used to take like a, an hour long walk and sometimes even couple of hours i'm just walking at that point of time podcast helped me so much i walked i i, I lost 3 uh, kg 3 kilograms and which is roughly around like 7 pounds 6 and 7 pounds in a month and i got uh so much knowledge about the history i wanted to always learn about the history so this uh took me out uh so this is how the podcasts helped me and i al- always wanted to listen to longer podcasts uh, like even maybe like 4 or 5 hours long podcast uh so that's go- that's great uh thing to to listen to or sometimes on like friday evenings when you are you are having a wine or or you are alone and you want to entertain a thought um to the deepest levels 
that's when um, I started to listen sometimes. But that usually that uh, comes into my like the the video documentary um, watching stuff. Anyways, um, let's get back into the watercolor. And today it's just not about watercolor. It's uh, I want to talk about composition, and and composition in such a way that. I, I hope I will give you new set of eyes and you will look at the painting in a completely different way. Um, and uh, the way I want to explain composition today to you is by the actual meaning of it. The wholesome experience, the multi-sensory experience, the wholesome experience of a composition. And as you all know, painting is only a visual medium and it's not it's it's never going to be the the complete sensory uh, multi-sensory um, experience at any point of time but there are ways that we can still um, we can still try to convey something very strong very powerful and change the meanings of looking at things so that's the power of a good composition i have a lot of examples today uh, and I have a lot of uh, different perspectives to look at the composition. And I'm pretty sure by the end of this episode, you will be able to have a very good idea of how to look at a painting. Because uh, the topics like composition sounds very theoret uh, like very boring and uh, full of theory. Because uh, it has never been taught in such a way. And it is, it is very, not, it's not very transparent. To many people and uh, like looking at the paintings some paintings look great even if not having a great composition so the the concept and the meaning and the definition of the uh, composition is not clear itself it's not very transparent it's similarly like a uh, concept of consent and which is not transparent to even oneself because at a moment you want something and and when the moment has passed, you don't want that thing. So uh, something that is like having um, uh, having a feeling or a mood to go to a movie just passes off after a certain time until until and unless you are longing for that moment. Anyways, so let's talk about the composition in in a much simpler way, and I will tell you how kids, as a as a child. Um, it comes to us very naturally to create composition and with even with imaginary sources we how we create as a child how we create so painting is not very common uh, when we grow as an adult we don't see everybody painting but yes we do everybody listening to music we do see everybody listening to music so this is one of the art forms that children capture very naturally but in the childhood days you will always see kids drawing and painting on their own irrespective of the fact that they, whether they are going to be an artist or not every child draws every child sings and dance and plays so how why i'm uh, saying that kids are one of the best examples of uh, the best compositions that they want to have so look at like if you guys are uh, having kids so look at one thing that is very, observe this, which is very common among the kids. You know, if they get a page, a paper, a piece of paper, 
they draw they draw all sorts of things in just one paper in the corner and in the in the middle and in each part of uh, of place of that paper particular they try to fill it with the ideas that is wandering in their mind so the whole idea of composition is to give you a wholesome experience uh, that whole uh, square or the rectangle a rectangular piece of paper your eyes should go everywhere and if it doesn't the kid will come to you and he will simply point out to you that see i have drawn this as well and let me um, let me give you an example what they draw so almost every child they draw a fam- family portrait and i i would call it a family portrait because that's the first thing that they do is they they draw their mom they draw their dads draw their siblings and draw their pets so this is and it is drawn in such a way that uh, the parents are in the center usually father in the right and a mother uh, sorry uh, if i'm looking from the front yes father in the left and mother in the right and um, and then all these kids um, and, and their siblings and if they have a pet or sometimes they draw the kids if they are single child or two child um, they will simply uh, put put the kids in the between in the center of uh, between mom and father and it flows horizontally usually this like a very horizontal composition where we, where they try to put on the same surface as uh, and horizontally one by one and then with the least significance or a hierarchy they create like a hierarchy of love in that painting and, and and the pets in the end or if they love their pets most they put it in the center as well so this is how they first of all they are conveying a, a great emotion you can just look at that sketch and you can f- if you give it a little bit more attention then you can find out what is the hierarchy of their love and it's uh, that's how powerful that composition is now let's look at the theoretical aspect of that how that is a great composition first of all it's a great composition because it conveyed the hierarchy of love that he wants to convey second com- second thing that you will see our brain has uh, the center of attractions or or point of interest so the left uh, brain has a different point of interest and the right brain has a different point of interest so i will explain it to you a little by little uh, what is the left brain uh, uh, what is the left brain center of attraction and what is the right brain cent- center of interest uh, points of interest so these uh, points of interest um, in in a good painting in a good composition first of all you should have both food for both the brains food for uh, the, your left brain and food for your right brain so the, there should be points of interest in your painting and i will i will tell you uh, in a later stage that how to create those points of interest and first of all let's know about it a little bit more and not just from painting from the real life um, where where we see things and things are much more dynamic and we live in a very dynamic world and where everything is multisensory so if you go nearby uh like a alley in new york or in india in in many places you will find uh, the smell uh, in a it's r- of some rotten stuff 
and then it is confirmed by a trash, uh, a lot of trash, and then then it it is followed by an experience generated of uh, discomfort, and that helps you navigate in the world and you move away from that place. Similarly, you go to a a good orchestra or somewhere else where the presenter is a beautiful woman with beautiful voice and probably having a beautiful scent if if you ever get a chance to talk to her and this creates a much more relaxing and much more uh, ple- pleasant and rich experience and and it is uh, and it is then carried out through the uh, through the main event where the composition like when the world wants you to look at this part which is beautiful and and it continues to the performer and then they put a spotlight on it so you get the spotlight on that person because in that particular painting the the square uh, the rectangular frame of your world is just that stage and even in that stage it only wants you to look at that one person in a rounded light in a in a circular light and that's that becomes that composition uh, that becomes one part of your sensory uh, that is your visual sensory and then they speak something which which goes on uh, to support that uh, whether it's a powerful speech or it's um, or it's or it may be like a nice song or something so you you'll probably see in an orchestra or in a in a good music uh, situation they will also have some lights some dim lights maybe maybe not as strong to the person <coughs> who is playing the uh, the music and if there are two people performing either they will have a giant spotlight on both of them or there will be a single spotlight on both of them and there is a huge contrast everything behind them is black except those so this, this like contrast let's say the darkest value is 0 and the lightest value is 1 so the the contrast is uh, contrast is so strong sometimes that it's like 1 and 10 or which is not uh, practically possible but it's usually around like 8 and 2 so their darkness will be 8 and the light will be 2 that because it cannot have the dark the lightest brightest light and the darkest uh, background so it will lie somewhere between 8 and 2 or 7 and 2 or or something like that but yes this is how like a composition is being created by a stage designer uh to to convey a certain feeling uh, to you so this is uh, one example now we'll see what are the point of interest in your uh, for your left brain and the right brain so let's say this guy which is our left brain is a smart ass <laughs> he he thinks he knows everything and actually he does a lot of it th- does know a lot of things he he knows how to differentiate between right and wrong how to say yes or no what is what is feeling what is happy and sad so this is this takes that kind of decision also quite wise in a sense that uh, tells you that okay there is there is this light and there is uh there's a story going on in between that it tries to make sense of your surrounding and take you into a position of comfort that's the number one job try to make sense of the world and act in such a way to 
bring it bring yourself in a comfortable position in a comfortable situation so that's uh, the first job uh, of our logical brain or the left side of the brain so the point of interest for what what could be the point of interest in such case for uh, for your left brain so the left brain's point of interest is familiar objects and by familiar objects i mean like people faces of people or certain shapes that you already know this are number one and it's and the second point of interest is how to create a story or a narrative of that certain situation is is another job of that so this is the second point of interest for that in uh, in for your left brain and also it takes like visually senses uh, and and then your uh, senses of smell senses of uh, sound so all these things it it gathers that data and creates a wholesome experience of that particular scenario and reflects and um, responds to that experience to make it better uh, it works on a closed loop uh, uh, scenario experience reaction then by reaction that it like looks back at it and checks whether the scenario has improved for the for the body or for the for the mind and if it has improved and needs more improvement again that experience is the feedback and then uh, again like what what is the meaning and what is the story uh, from that experience and does it need to be that, that that's the decision and then the reaction and it goes on goes on and that's the that's what's happening over there in that by that time so this is the point of interest like familiar object uh, shapes and looking for story and reaching a comfort comfort zone so this is these are the points of interest of your left brain and the way your right brain looks at things is very differently it has got nothing to do with uh, comfort discomfort right or wrong it has uh, it looks at the contrast and it also looks at the things which are similar and the things which are it's it's completely um, a pattern seeking or a, a completely contrast seeking um, a point of interest that we have so in this case your left your right brain is directly taking you to the darkest light and then the the something that is lighting in in that scenario so that's your right brain doing that and after that your left brain is taking over from that experience okay you brought me in here i see something now i try to make sense out of it and i recognize that object that's a human being singing a beautiful song goes back to your mind and and this thing goes on so these things are working in tandem together so the points of interest for uh, your left brain is familiar object making a story creating a response and that response could be any from anywhere depending on the experience that you had the first hand and depending on the story of your narrative so that's uh, the points of interest of your left brain and the points of interest of your right brain is eventually uh, seeking out for the anomalies in the beginning like certain thing 
So the first uh, processing that has happened already, or it's basically, uh, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be the first. It's actually a continuous scanning of your surrounding that's happening. You're looking at your surrounding, you'll, or you're listening to your surrounding. It will definitely, your right brain will immediately catch up if something is happening around you. So that's so. These are the uh, the points of interest. So how can I make a painting to engage and to serve to both of these brains together and create a good experience or a bad experience or what what kind of emotion you want to convey? So this is this is the crux of now you know the formula what to do, like now we will come to know how to do. So what to do was not that complex. I, I wish I had explained it in a much better way. And let's go back to that child's painting again, that what he has created for the left brain and for the right brain. So for the right brain, it has created either, let's say I'm looking at the painting, parents in the center, kids right after the painting, uh, right on each side of the parents, let's say there are two kids and two pets. In this case, parents in the center, kids with a little bit lesser height on the right side and the left side, it's a triangular structure. And then let's say we put two dogs or let's say one dog and a cat. So it's a pyramidal structure to start with. And obviously, it, their legs will never end at the end of the paper. It will be elevated a little bit above the paper so, so, so that they are trying to do it in the center of the paper first, at first, so because it's like, it's the main subject, that's the main story. And that's, that's a good composition, that's a very good composition. Now, what is in there for the right brain? That shape that that it created in the paper because the paper is usually white and they're either doing it by a pencil or some colored pens so it immediately anything against the white white is again a value and it's creating a contrast and that contrast is also having a shape a certain shape so that's uh, an anomaly right away to look at your uh, look at from the point of your right brain and now what uh, this amazing th things that these kids do, because right now you are not completely looking at the whole paper. You're just looking at the center and either you are moving from left to right. Uh, first of all, you're looking at the center because that's huge part of that painting. And then you're looking left and then you're looking right to, to identify each person. So they have done a fantastic job to drag you from left to right or from center to left and center to right. So they have done a fantastic job horizontally, make you look at that paper. Then what they do is they will either draw a tree in the right side and a house on the left side. So now you got to look at these, uh, the, the upper part as well. And th this, this is great composition, I would say. Uh, from my point of view, the wholesome experience is uh, you draw in your, uh, in your, audience to look at the whole painting so that's the point and we will come back to to that that how can you also create that experience in just a portrait because the whole story is a human being the face of 
that and how can you like make somebody move to look out of the portrait if you are able to make somebody look out of the portrait in in a four size painting or in in like a painting which is only having up to the neck or a little bit lower if you are able to make people look into your painting out of the face and still your face looks great and they still want to look a little bit outside of the of the face so food for the thought uh, food for the left brain is write that person the story right in the center and the food for the right brain is when he looks outside so how can we create that we'll come back to in a uh, scenario so imagine you are walking in a street a very nice uh, a beautiful street in a very cold day and may may not be snowing uh, but a gloomy weather and there is not not much happening in the sky it's all gloomy so there are, you cannot differentiate between the sky and the cloud so it's all cloudy and gloomy and it's cold weather and your uh, senses are tied a little bit uh, tied in the sense you are in, inside a hoodie and your vision is restricted on the sides and you are walking in a street and and i by the way all of these are my own uh, observations and uh, my own examples and i was having a deep thought about this uh, when i while i was coming back from the work today in the car i was thinking about this scenario like how can i um, create this scenario that can explain the composition in much better way in the simplest form and then uh, so this is the second example where you are walking in a street which is a very clear street uh, with a gloomy sky and restricted um, field of vision uh, by your hoodie and also your hoodie covers your ears uh, so that you can have uh, minimal sound not not very restricted but still having some little sound and it, since it's a very cold weather your nose as well is not picking up much so your sensories senses are a little bit limited here and at this point of time and it's a dynamic world you first of all you are moving and everything else is moving uh, with respect to your location so all the street is crossing by and in in a uniform pace you usually walk in a uniform pace depending on uh, the energy level you have on that particular day and suddenly so you're looking at the street and you have poles uh street light poles of street light on each corner of the street so you're looking at the front and suddenly you hear something or you feel something from behind and that's uh, and that's in the back corner of that street and you turn around because you can't look through you can't partially look through your hoodie so you turn around completely and first things that your left uh, your right brain will see it will it scans the biggest parts of that particular view that you are looking at and you are trying to look farthest because it's happening in the in the corner and you are in the middle of the street so first thing it looks at the sky which is the biggest uh, single color object and then it goes down a little bit uh, uh, to the second biggest object and then there is a point of contrast which is since it's a gloomy day that pole and you see a dog right under that pole and that 
dog is the only moving object in that scenario imagine that all the shops are closed there is nothing the dog is the only moving object in that scenario so the food the point of interest for your uh, right brain is not uh, sorry uh, of your right brain is already the point of contrast uh, interest is this contrast this sky this scenario and this pole is has led you uh, to to the your it's it's now handed over to your left brain that now try to make sense of that all that because this is what i could get the biggest smallest darkest lightest that's that's what i could get shapes and shapes and lights so that's the that's your uh, right brain told your right uh, left brain and now your left brain is looking at that dog which is having a movement and it's either circling uh, that pole or like uh, relieving himself in that pole and and he has sensed you so that's why he made the sound uh, to have uh, uh, some attention or something so that's that's the whole story and based on the behavior of that dog you will respond to your action if it is tied to that pole you will be relieved or he is just uh, relieving himself and going in a different direction you will be relieved but that do- if that dog is coming at you then your reaction will be completely different so this so this is a scenario of a composition how your left brain and right brain works and now how to put all that thing in in a painting to create a meaning to create senses for your point of interest for your both side of brain so so we will have multiple examples in in a couple of minutes and this i just wanted to make sure that uh, you have a very good understanding of point of interest of uh, of left brain and the right brain so the right brain will look out for the things like shapes and lights and s- similar objects in uh, in your other senses for instance like a blast or like a whisper so this contrast is coming from your uh, hearing uh, and then similar thing is pungent smell a beautiful smell uh, these are contrasting smell uh, anything that is other than the air is your like nasal senses uh, anything that is uh, different than the smell of the air is immediately alarming to you and you try to make meaning of that and that's so this is a wholesome experience that you are having and, and and living at that particular moment and you are alerted as well so this this is how your left hand, uh, left brain and right brain looks at things now let's get into an example how to create that in a painting so let's start a painting a fresh painting so if you are having a rectangular paper in a landscape mode right now so you already know about the the uh, what what we call it the, uh, the theory of thirds like where you uh, you divide your painting into you divide your paper into like three equal parts vertically and horizontally and the last quadrants last four 
last four corners, wherever this intersects, is the best position to put your point of contrasts. So this is uh, this is a common conception, and it it doesn't have to be in the exact intersection, but somewhere around that point will create more attention uh, to your right side of the brain, and that's great. But now I want to make you a decision to create three different points of interest. And it could be two of them could be on the area of uh, third, the rule of third. And on these two, maybe it could be the topmost and the, uh, and the diagonally opposite can be the second point of contrast. And the third point of contrast may be in the top or in the, in the bottom left. So you have now you have three different point of contrast in that painting. So you have decided for this, you're going with these three. Now what you can do is the variation in this contrast. So let's say the first point of contrast that you are trying to do should be the biggest uh, point of contrast and a biggest uh, point of interest for your left uh, right brain. So there you can use the values eight and two or nine and two or 10 and one, if you want to, if you wish to, if, if your story is such that there is a clear sky and or there is a huge lighting behind something, you can do 10 is to one as well. But it's usually seven, three, seven, two, or even like eight, one, or it could be smaller as well. This can shrink as well. The second point of contrast can be a little more, a little less dramatic than that. And that's where you are going to put your second most interesting thing as well in the painting. But make sure these are all divided throughout the, uh, throughout your painting. And then so that the people want to go, want to chase the story from this end of the painting to the right side of the painting to the center of the painting. It should make their eyes move. You just, by a good composition, you just wanted to make sure that my whole, each square inch of my painting is being seen, is not being ignored. So that's a good composition. And there, and obviously there are so many great work that doesn't follow this rule and they still look great. But historically there are so many paintings that don't follow this rule, looks great. But to, to provide a wholesome experience, to provide a good composition, I'm, uh, I'm trying to negate the point, the whole point of this podcast that I made, uh, this episode I made, into nothing but but there are always you know but there are there are few very few outliers which defy that rule and still are successful you know just because of the importance of that story not about that feeling of that story you know so a good composition if you follow these rules i'm i'm talking about a wholesome experience so your story will be strong as well as the feeling that they are taking out of that story will be more prominent as well. So let's say I will create two different experiences from the same composition right now in this scenario. Imagine in number one, the point of contrast is number one and you are doing a painting of a war. So here is either a gladiator or a, a warrior in the first point of contrast, uh, contrast either is he's having his face uh, or his hair hair is the darkest part uh, of let's say he's a uh, he's having dark hair 
and the light behind him is quite light so that's the first point of contrast where you put his head and this warrior is attacking somebody either with depending on how big your paper is or how big your painting is going to be he he might be holding either a sword or a or a pole um, i forgot that what to call that in english uh, but anyways he can have a longer weapon and on the second point of contrast you are having the victim and by the victim i mean the uh, i'm i'm i mean to say the person who is being attacked he, he may not be uh, a good guy but at this point of time he's the receiver of this uh, strike so that's the second point of contrast where you do 63 or maybe do 68 so that kind of contrast there you have done 82 here you are doing 62 so the difference between these two values is lesser so the, if your main subject is that hero if if the guy who is attacking is the hero of your painting and you want to glorify this story so there you put the highest contrast second thing who is the receiver of this attack is the second subject uh, secondary so this is the painting of a glory of a glory in a war and this guy is attacking and this guy is dying and in the third point of contrast you can create people cheering you can create people cheering and there you can have lesser values how do you have lesser values to that so make sure like they are wearing clothes which are closer to the skin color or even if they are wearing like red uh, like you know war um uh, war wears like uh, the clothes that they wear in the war you make sure you dim down that color you bring down that color and the skin color that they have on their face and the surrounding they are having are having values like very diff- very small change like 53 in the values i'm not talking about the colors i'm just talking about the values they can still have Uh, like even if they have very contrasting colors like warm and um warm and cool colors the values of this warm and cool colors has to be a little bit less louder and this whole story is now a complete story like these guys are cheering a glory a glorious moment in a war and that's now a good composition of a, of a glory glorious war Now let's look at the same thing from the history uh, of of as a war crime like the guy who is uh, trying to kill someone is the bad guy and the person who has um who is who is receiving this strike is is the good guy and you want to to have a feeling of sadness a feeling of sorrow for him out of this painting so how can you do that so there are two ways you can do that so you can bring a viewer or like the the guys who were cheering into that painting were number 3 point of interest in this one you can put up a woman not a woman uh, this uh, i don't want to to portray the painting in um in such a way that it's uh, like woman is Uh, weak in emotions or something like that uh, but i'm just trying to uh, put out a view that they feel the pain or they experience or they get impacted by the pain immediately that's like 
common scenario that we see and men on the other hand even though they are completely sorrowed or completely broken the response come out to be lesser so you can always put up a woman in there as a first point of contrast and the second point of contrast as the person getting killed and the third point of contrast as as the um, the who, the person who is killing so this has got nothing to do with the sizes of their body in that particular painting this could be of course you can increase the size of this woman uh, being sorrowed who is who is witnessing this and she's a major uh, she's portraying a major part in that story you know and she's portraying a major part in that story if she's the like the number one person in this uh, she's the protag- protagonist of this story you can make her bigger in that painting and create a sense of distance and put these guys smaller and bigger as per your choice but uh, your choice of your hierarchy is the choice of your interest is also uh, it's only the the contrast here to move and this this will drive that whole painting from point 1 point 2 point 2 point 3 that's one way to do it same painting if you want to do in again it's a story of sorrow uh, or a war crime in this case if the person who is dying is of significant importance who is receiving this strike so you can put the highest contrast in this particular area and and the person who is attacking is also the also a major part of this story because he obviously if this guy is is uh, remembered in history who has died obviously the other guy who has killed him will also be remembered in the history so he can be your second point of interest and then either there can be a group of people who are looking at it so when you look at sorrow unless um, it's it becomes huge if it is one human being uh, crying but you know and and the emotion wise as well if it is distributed between a group of people obviously the sorrow can be much the magnitude can be much larger the the devastation can be much larger for the whole group but since they are a group it always less uh, it always uh, dampens down a little bit so you are not going to um, so these three scenarios where once we have glorified a person killing somebody as a great point in history in that war how we uh, put the biggest point of interest at that person and uh, he became uh, the contrast one and then the person dying became the contrast two and the people watching and cheering are contrast three and so this is composition one second one is you see a woman crying and that's the contrast one person who is get who is dying is contrast two or you can even change this one let's say this guy who has killed the person is going to marry this woman and the guy who died has lesser significance so you can always ch- change this composition to the person who is going to kill as a second point of interest and the person who is getting killed as a third point of interest and they can have similar physical size and shapes but the contrast values on the on this 
uh, will be in hierarchy of highest contrast to a little bit lesser contrast and to, and to the, the lowest contrast and the surrounding you can and and what do you draw in the surrounding or paint in the surrounding is just creating the contrast like if you're the person is very fair in the color if you're painting a caucasian male as the aggressor in this one you can definitely have either the hair black or something black around the, the background as a black if this person is um, is let's say african-american or a brown guy like me you can always have uh, like a bright sky or something like that or if, if if it is fought in a light you can just always provide a fire near that place and, and to to play with that that light so that it it becomes contrasting to the person that you're trying to paint so there are so many ways that you can uh, so these three settings or, or just imaginary settings that I did in my mind and it, it created a value, it created a sense of, of, uh, of different scenarios in the same, the, the, the content is same, the people are same, the stories are changed completely, the feelings and the emotions are changed completely, you know. So if, you, if you're putting that woman in there, it's... Um, it's it becomes highly sensitive to that uh, the, the the magnification of that sorrow become much more so the the person that looks at that painting when he goes him home he will definitely think about it once or twice or maybe look at the painting again uh, to to look at that story and yeah so th this is this is how you can manipulate things in contrast <coughs> If you have listened up to this point, I'm extending this post podcast today a little bit longer because this is a subject that I wanted people to remember thoroughly for a really long time because uh, uh, this is one of my attempts uh, to provide a very clear understanding of composition, how it works. Now, I want to talk about something that is very contrasting to the concepts I have told and it will add up to create another great concept so right now at this point of time we have only talked about the subjects the major subjects that we are going to portray in a scenario and now i want to talk about how how the hell we are going to make it work so that people can look in each inch each square centimeter of my painting and what can i do what about the surroundings what about the corners and uh, how how do i make this movement possible like even if this is um, this is uh, I have created a human being who is attacking somebody I have created somebody who is receiving that strike and somebody who is sorrowing or celebrating that strike so this is so this is a triangular story and and the impact is being uh, created through this so we can use guiding lines so that's one way to do it so the straight lines, for instance, a sword, the center of the axis of that sword is straight, even though the sword is curved, or usually they are straight, but some, sometimes the weapon could be curved as well. And in that case, you can create a line or a curve that is taking you to that second, second person that who is receiving the... And then from that person, you can either bring his leg straight 
like um, towards guiding towards the person who is watching all this to the ex spectator of that event and this can create guiding lines to have to bring you down so you are creating a seven either you can create a seven or you can create a greater than sign it depends on you it's it's or it can be a career path as well so this this thing will generate a sense of concept a sense a sense of good composition so the 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 classes i have um, posted on my skillshare none of them are talking about a great composition they are just techniques to create parts of this composition they are just talking about a particular thing i'm a texture artist so i mostly try and um, create texture so uh, so don't be um, don't be misguided by uh, my talk today and uh, don't take it a contrast with my <laughs> skillshare classes because they are on a certainly completely different subject so uh, you can see some of my paintings which in which i have worked uh, ho uh, for a wholesome experience for uh, keeping contrast in mind and some of them are just because i loved the subject i didn't have any story to tell i just wanted to show it to you so there there are different uh, ways of painting so yeah let's uh, let's come back to that and so guiding lines can be really good tool in in your painting that can bring people's eyes that can take that can work as a guide inside let's say there is a person a tiny tiny person inside that painting when you and you look at that person at first and he walks around that painting and you follow and your eyes follow that painting so you have to create that kind of effect in that particular painting so that that's why it's called guiding lines it guides you through uh, uh through the scenario and then you can create certain uh contrast that takes you away from that story and makes you look at that painting uh complete painting as well so in the first attempt so all this thing that we did we discussed in the first part of this episode was to take you into the story now something that i wanted to share is to take you out of that story and and it is equally important to take people out of that painting as well and move towards a uh, move towards the surroundings so either you know um, perspective plays a huge role in doing that and perspective nowadays we have luxury of telephone lines and uh, cables uh, running across so you might see in lot of watercolor paintings that they they draw the lines and if if it is usually uh, if it usually uh, urban sketch or urban painting you will see the telephone lines going on the top of the buildings so that it it's trying to guide you from one part of a painting to another part of a painting as well as it is above all these structures so it's also taking you out of that painting so this these are the important uh, things that that helps you takes in and out of that painting so so a wholesome experience is going in that painting reading the story taking the feeling and then gently getting out of that painting so this is a full uh range of motion 
that you can span for a neck and so make sure if somebody is at the center of your painting he gets a full range of motion of his neck <laughs> from left to right top to bottom and he looks at all the parts of your painting so that's i think today's episode got uh, really really long and i don't regret it and um, uh, so the discussion i had with nico today helped me get to this point so uh, my thoughts uh, about uh, the uh, the podcast first of all i didn't have enough confidence in the beginning and i tried to uh, to create uh, uh, a listening medium to uh, which can help people number one and uh, i can i'm able to express myself number two also number three is a big part of that is taking my fear out and speaking uh, endlessly and to do that first of all to do that uh, to create an audience i wanted to make sure um, that i am talking to the point and i'm not uh, bringing in jargons or any um, unnecessary stuff in this po- in this podcast but later on i when i talk and nico's message came to me i thought about it and i i said you know um, a podcast is a medium where you can re- really really go down the rabbit hole and you can ex- um, you can actually explore these subjects much more in deeper once you start talking about you about it 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 brings you a lot of experience that you already had or at least it explores it explores the uh, the parts of your brain uh, to to create something new to think more deeply about it and i realized that and um, thanks for that and another thing that i wanted to do that uh, from this uh, podcast is to to improve my speech as i'm not a native english speaker i'm i'm, I'm an indian and i'm living in a different country right now and also i don't know their language but english is the only language that uh, i'm i'm i would say i'm good at but i'm not very confident at at speaking and at pronunciation certain words are pronounced differently and a big part of that is thanks to british people uh, so their pronunciation stuck with us uh, but the content that we consume is highly american so so my english is a little bit confusing and uh, and i have been told i don't have that indian accent at the same time i also don't have any other accent <laughs> it's completely different so i'm trying to um, i'm trying to work on this speech getting it better and uh, trying to work on the pronunciations right trying to make it more pre- uh, presentable and increase the production value of the, this podcast uh, so that it can be listened by more and more people and it can um, it can help make a difference in your life or at least you, it can give you a point of um, uh, point of view so that uh, which which may be contrasting to your point of views but at the same time it at least uh, helps you think if it doesn't help you to learn if at, it at least help you think and it at least help you make your belief stronger thank you so much and in the end uh, a little bit of self promotion uh, please do check out my skillshare classes and i have stopped um, producing any classes for last two 
uh, and a half months i haven't posted anything on skillshare and the reason is i want i really wanted to make them a world class a very high standard class not that they are already or not they are great classes but the production value is low in that like for instance i didn't do the voice over because i chose to uh to speak while i'm painting so that i i, I give you my first hand experience or my first hand step uh, steps that what i'm taking to to achieve those so that's um so it it came out a little bit of wavy in in only in a i think in two classes so i i want to work i want to make sure that i shoot it well i edit it well and i only give you the essence uh, essence of that class so thank you so much uh, for listening to this podcast and i really appreciate uh, the best thing that you can do is if you have any feedback for me reach out to my instagram just dm me because i really don't know how this red circle is distributing and uh, i'm not getting the the feedbacks written on, under my episodes or the comments under my episode um so the, the only way I, the, my eyes and ears are right now my instagram where i somebody can dm me or you can just email me i'm leaving down my email address as well so everything is in the link of my skillshare class my instagram and my email so reach out to me please share your thoughts uh, i definitely put i have started putting some effort on these episodes and thank you so much